Broadcasting from Hollywood, California, it's Grant's Rants, Hollywood Talk. The private collection of Joan Rivers is up for auction. Michael Jackson continues to creep us out. Jamie Foxx and Katie Holmes are a couple, and we're excited for the OC and Jersey Housewives. Taylor Swift steps out with her new man. That and much more ranting with Kelly Williams and Jen Gam right here. Let the ranting begin. I'm sitting across from two friends of mine, and we're getting ready to talk a lot about things, a lot of different things in this episode, so definitely pay attention, please, because it's going to be good. (laughs) I am sitting next to my friend, TV encyclopedia, Kelly Williams. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. Kelly and I go back to the NBC Page program, and we're still NBC buddies today. We're each other's sounding board for a lot of things, to be honest. Yes, a lot of ranting going on between us. Very true. G-chat all day, like (laughs) a lot of stuff happening. And through Kelly, I know my new good friend, Jen. Hi. Hi. What do we we call you? You're the the animator enthusiast, the animation enthusiast, Jennifer Gam is here. You're ready to rant? Are you ready to talk? Yes. I'm so excited to be here. I have been waiting for this for a while. I know. You've been patient. You've been patient. And I'm so glad that it's time to get going. Yep. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about a few things. But first, let me turn my attention to uh, a little thing I want to talk about. (laughs) Uh, I want to turn my attention to the shootings that occurred in Florida. And this really affected me uh, very much. And I have been like a just addicted to following this and, and, and trying to remember the victims and looking at everything that's happened. And I'm also super involved right now in, in following the politics behind this and what is not happening. You know, most people, it's like, oh, well, what's happening in Washington? Well, nothing. And I've been just following the sit-in and this filibuster. It's been like, I never thought I would like extend like leaving for lunch to watch C-SPAN. I completely agree. I think this is finally the event that woke everyone up and they're not going to take it anymore. So I'm completely plugged in as much as you are, just watching everything I can. And it's kind of a nice, refreshing way to really see how our government works. And I feel Mm. like so many people were so checked out because of the election and they're just dissatisfied. So really wanting to see their voice and action is finally happening and that's kind of that to me is the good that is coming out of this crazy terrible event no all i can do is just hope for the best and i called my senators i called my my house rep uh and uh the rep of mine from rhode island has an a plus rating with the nra so i knew that was going north <laughs> and the woman i talked to on the phone the one i talked to on the phone she said Okay, well, good luck. And I said, yeah, well, we're all going to need some luck. We're all going to need luck, let me tell you. I just, I think that this event is really the tipping point for our presidential election because depending on how our um, the candidates respond to this, because it's been such a tidal wave, that I really think it will change the direction of where our president um, will like, who our president will be, I think. I certainly hope so. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. But uh, it's exciting and, and super maddening all at the same time that I'm ashamed by Paul Ryan for hiding in his office and for all that he's said and not said 
in the press, he likes to hold these press conferences where he laughs at Democrats and calls them names, but they're the only ones there. He's not even doing his job. And, you know, you can stand wherever you want politically, but basically he is failing. He's making the system fail. He's failing to do his job and to show up and to listen to folks that represent their constituents. So I mean, I'm just super tied up into it, and I just think that we need to do something like so many Americans, but yet they like to say that it's the majority doesn't want to have any of these background checks and loopholes closed. I mean, it's just like, it's literally just like slamming your head up against a wall constantly. Everything you read is just, just so backwards. Yeah, it is crazy how the arguments I'm seeing, and I feel like I've had to kind of either delete or block or hide so many things yeah. in my news feed. I agree. I've had to like step away from it's social just media. It's really for crazy to kind of see the ignorance that I did not know really was out there in my social circle. So I am just kind of taking a step back and okay. I do yeah. agree. The The ignorance is, is too much. I had to remove a few people because it was just stupid. Like, just you could tell these people were just like on drugs making <laughs> comments. I mean, there was just, they were, you know, using correct English. They, words were missing. Or they're, or they're malinf- malinformed, misinformed. Yeah. misinformed. Um, they just don't know their facts correctly or they're just responding out of like what they think they know. I yeah. think it's so, you'll always find some source to support your point of view, but it's just Ugh. really amazing where people are getting their information mm-hmm. and using it as gospel. So that has been another Ugh. very interesting turn of events coming out of all yeah. of Yeah. I mean, this. I had I had one Facebook quote friend who I removed, and then I didn't even refresh the page. I had a, a, a notification, and it was him adding me back. Do you get notifications when people remove you? Like, it was, like, instant. It was almost like he was waiting for me to unfriend him because the comment was so ignorant. That's so crazy. That was very... It was very odd and and instantaneous. But what can we do except hope for the best and hope that our government will listen to the people? This show is not about politics. But this really got to me, and I've been so fired up. Anyone that follows me on Twitter knows I've been retweeting up a storm. So I just felt like I wanted to use this platform to shout it out and to say, look, like they've been saying, enough is enough. But let's talk about a few other things. Let's have some fun on the show. Yes, it's time. Because I want fun. We came here to have fun. Yes, so, so let's talk. <laughs> and, and wine. To and wine, of course. <laughs> let's talk about Joan Rivers and... The auction that uh, Christie's is holding at her New York apartment extraordinaire, wow. wherever it is now. It's like she sold that space. So, but these are the items, jewels, things that were in this amazing space, and she's selling a lot of stuff. I mean, what kind of caught your eye? I mean, there's a great article in Vanity Fair, photos, descriptions. What were a few things that you noticed? I mean, the one I saw was the, it was like a, I think it was like a brooch or like, like a bead, a giant brooch that like that size. And, mm-hmm. and it was just crystals and diamonds. And I'm like, I can, yeah, I can only imagine how much that was. And she probably, I wonder how many times she would wear something like that. Yeah. And then she would just forget about 
Yeah, I I mean, to me, I am a huge jewelry person and a huge real estate person. So what caught my eye was a $1,500 estimated dog house. Yes. Um, it's a little real estate. I could not imagine owning something That's like that. A little more. What's yeah. inside? Like, what's inside that makes sure like a really it, plush pillow or is something. Is it made out of like... Yeah. I can't, I just, it blows my mind. Like a rare, like a rare duck feather from like the Netherlands or something. Like, you know what I mean? certainly doesn't know. Or they, $1,500 dog house. So I'm out. Very odd, very odd. There were a few things. Speaking to the brooch that you mentioned, there was one one of many. I mean, they were all beautiful. But they said that the crown jewel was a platinum flower brooch that Rivers designed and it evolved over the years. I guess they added to it. They added Mm -hmm. a removable stem and that she had her mother's earrings made into the petals and that's estimated to be worth thirty to fifty thousand dollars. So wow. I mean super custom, very nice. But here's what I'm saying. She's got so many things on this list that are so nice that they're auctioning. Yet, I can only imagine what they kept. If this is stuff, yeah. like, her mother's earrings are on this, like, Melissa's grandmother's earrings are on it, yet it's like, yeah, no, we'll sell this one. So what are they keeping? I can only, I can only yeah. I mean, the the real estate alone that Melissa just sold is unbelievable. The apartment. The it's one just, apartment the that one she had. The one New York apartment on its own is just unbelievable. $28 so I million. Dollars. even imagine what else was in there um i remember when they hosted the red carpets that's when she would really show off a lot of the jewelry more so than from what i remember performing Uh and doing stand-up so i feel like there's a lot of gems if we kind of look back at some old red carpets yeah we'd be seeing a lot of what and Melissa got to keep. <laughs> yeah, well, there was an ochre evening gown with a cape that was worn at the 1990 Tony Awards. Oh, so there's the, you can wow. just imagine. There I you can't. Go. Yeah. I yeah. can only imagine, like, the different, um, the animal print, like, giant mm-hmm. winter coats that yeah. she flaunted in, you know, different like shows and like red carpets and even stuff from like the 70s i can only imagine yeah. there's no one like joan and no one. there's no probably no wardrobe her. like her either. Oh, miss her. <laughs> miss her yeah she's getting rid of a lot of different things and they're all you know they're, they're not untouchable some of these things are like a thou or two and then you get into things like these outfits that are just like there's one Silver-tipped, gold-mounted star, sapphire, and diamond pendant. Well, that will set you back between seventy and eighty thousand dollars. Right I there. know, casual. Yeah. I wonder who. You know, I'm curious out. as to who's going to be there. Like who? Who are they sending? Or or because um, I learned about like that whole you know the whole business of auctioning and you know people who they send and whatever yeah, and it's just really interesting to see who's there and who actually shows up mm-hmm. because I'm sure i mean with the jewelry i i if the stones are as great quality as i anticipate they're probably gonna kind of take apart a lot of this stuff and really if it's yeah it, i would assume really? so um mm-hmm. or not if it's super antique but often that happens they like mm-hmm. take it apart they'll take it apart oh. they'll use the stones for something else they'll redesign they'll create a bigger piece something and it, it depends who the client is because a lot of times they'll have 
a client right. that's just like, I need like an eight carat sapphire for this piece that I want to design. So yeah. go find it for me. Um, that's so interesting. To be in pendant, yeah. then that's where it came from. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, this will be an interesting mix. And it, depending on like how long it goes, it can go on for like a yeah, really long time. Knows. Melissa was on Wendy Williams, my Bible. Oh, interesting. And she, That's an interesting choice. Yeah. yeah. Didn't think that was her brand, but okay. <laughs> she was on there and she's talking about how there's like an online auction and then there's the one in New York for like this big stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was really like hawking all this stuff. I was like, yeah, there's something for everyone. Like it was kind of like a garage sale it's the way she talked about it. It's interesting to me because it she doesn't need the money so is this going to like a foundation yeah that's what i was thinking herself i mean it doesn't seem like because auctions are always for cash here so is this going i know i mean liz taylor auction was amazing but that went to her aids foundation Mm -hmm. so i'm just wondering where these proceeds are going i'm sure christie's is going to take a big (laughs) chunk of it Especially with the service and, and the yeah. maintenance and everything. Yeah. Oh, well, I have to keep an eye open yeah. on what happens to all forward, this stuff. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what comes out about yeah. it. I feel like some celebrities probably want some of her stuff. Just, you know, how they're just, just like because. Yeah. yeah. I it totally could be wrong, but I think Mariah Carey owns, like, something of Marilyn Monroe's and they yeah they always do that yeah yeah, yeah. Like show pieces yeah. so I yeah. wonder if I, I'd be interested to see if there's any names that we know yeah. to buy her stuff well from one superstar leaving things behind to another of a different kind <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson is back in the news well, I mean it's like you know I you can't. never know I, I I can't with the story. I can't. It was, it was, you know, when I, when I heard it, I was like, is this, like, is this even happening? Like, I just couldn't (laughs) even fathom. We already know this stuff. Like, why is this still kind of a new, I mean, I guess anything Michael is always going to be a new story, but just like, thanks for telling me what I already know. Well, what we found out or a review perhaps was that 80 videos Hard drives, diaries, audio tapes were found, or not were, well, they were turned in while there was an investigation going on in 2003, and they consist of things like, of course, child pornography and animal sacrifices and and animals getting tortured and things like that. Um, Yeah, I mean... I don't even know what to say, uh, but, you know, really grotesque and disgusting things. And the sheriff said that the photos were evidence that they used when they investigated him, but others were found online. And I read that a couple times, and I didn't really understand what he meant. Like, is does that mean that some are part of the evidence? And then, because page six, no, actually, it was Daily Mail, which is like, you Oof. never know. Ooh. <laughs> I mean... I love their stories, but yeah. they are what they are. Yes. Well, Daily Mail had an article that was like, see Michael Jackson's uh, secret stash of, of odd photography. And I was like, can this even be like on, like, can I even look at this? Like, what is this? What even is this? And it was all like 
freakish clown stuff. Like, there were actual clowns that reminded me of, like, Freak Show. You know, like, American Horror Story, where everything was, like, yeah. a little yes. odd. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was all, like, if pushing I, the envelope. This did come from Neverland Ranch, which was, yes. in itself, kind of American Horror Story Hotel. <laughs> so. But I'm, I'm always thinking, like, he had so many, like, people that wanted to bring him down. I'm wondering if, if they might have just put it there, you know? Or, like, mm. if they might have, like... Like, you know, intentionally put that stuff there to make him look like he did. He, like, I think he was a, into that. A stuff. lot of that going on, but yeah. also at the end of the day, the way I see it, he was a super talented, messed up child star. So the story is really not that different than any messed up child star. No. It's just on such a bigger scale. Well, but there was also molestation involved in child pornography, I and mean, people do years for that. You know? I, I, I mean, don't doubt that he should have, but yeah. we'll never know. We'll never really we'll never know. know. Yeah, I mean, I, I stopped looking at all those things. I, it was just so freaking. I, mean, I was like, I don't want to dream hours about this. Hours of coverage of the trials. Yeah. Oh, and yes. I mean, hours. He got sick during that time, too, because it was so taxing on him emotionally and like. Just physically. Hours, yeah. weeks, and... I, oh, gosh. Well, I remember I was actually in my friend, listener to the show, Talia's bedroom, and we were listening to the radio, of all things, when they announced that he was, uh, you know, what he, he was announced as what? Innocent and all that? Or no, he, he faced some charges, didn't he? He had some, but he was acquitted of the major... Oh, that was major yeah. things that would have put him in jail for a yeah. very long time. But um, I remember oof. listening to that with her, and that was yeah. I mean, of the on the radio of all things, yeah. and then after that, that's when I got into the Anna Nicole Smith trial. Like, oh. It was like my job. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Housewives. I want to talk a little bit about Orange County Housewives, and their show is back. Like they are back. Yeah, it seems to be a lot of serious. I think everyone likes an original. I so I. I do enjoy it, but I'm partial to New Jersey. That mess just has me hooked. Well, it's coming back in July for a 90-minute premiere. Well, Teresa gets out of jail, so... She does? in the premiere, so there's a lot to... That'll be be so interesting. It's emotional. I will tune into that, because I, I followed... See, I didn't watch... New Jersey, but I followed the political side, like the the news side of oh, that yeah. whole trial, of the trial, and, the, and like yeah. it was just so interesting. Like, yeah. what is this housewife star, and like why is she going to jail? Like, what did she do? Like, she's a housewife star. Like, what did she do that like she didn't like make dinner on time, so she's going to jail for that? And like, well, it's so funny because I wonder how long it would have taken the feds to figure out all of this had she not been such a public personality well they did blame the show a little bit so well i mean mean, come on you don't go on a show when you have things like that 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 yeah you you just can't yeah and you also don't just sign papers because your husband tells you to either but i just (laughs) i can't believe to me the biggest thing is like she's still with him like if your husband like that that Stems from a legal perspective, she is much better off, I think, at this point, still being married she, to him. Than he's on her better. Own. Yeah. He well, is he's better. certainly better off. Because he, or else he'd get deported, I right? I think he still might. The, well, yeah, they will come to that ruling when he completes his sentence. So that's okay. looming over their heads when she's in there, then he was, yeah. they still don't know. So that is like a personal how, hell in and of itself. Yeah. How long is he in there for? 
I think it was like three. She got reduced from three. I think he's to me. I worry. Excuse me. Forty-one months. He's been sentenced to prison. Joe Judice. I mean, not that that's you know. I know. I mean, anyways. (laughs) uh, But I just worry. I think about the girls. Like I I can, especially the oldest one. That's. 13 or 14 that could like her future that could really like put her in like such a difficult position like at school and college like that's such a pivotal moment in like growing up yeah we will find out on the premiere all right yeah (laughs) so stay tuned tuned. (laughs) (laughs) and you know we'll be talking about it here on grants rants and of course you can catch the after show on after buzz tv i'll be co-hosting that show Signing on for another, I'm doing double duty with OC in New Jersey. And of course, they go on for like 24, 25 weeks. So this will take me into like Thanksgiving. (laughs) But I'll be watching and I'll be talking about it. You know where to find Grant. Yeah, that's true. Let's talk about someone completely different. Let's talk about Jamie Foxx and uh, Katie. I this is the weirdest yeah. couple mm. pairing, pairing yeah I have heard of in a really long time. I love Katie like I loved her for a long time and I'm even like shocked by that. I I thought she was just never going to date cuz she I yeah. think the whole experience with Tom Cruise like Really, I mean, for me, as a, I, if I were in her place, I would have been like, I'm not dating for a while. Yeah, I'm out. I'm, yeah, I'm free. I, really? Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I, see, I, I heard. No, but really, yeah. I heard like years ago that they were rumored to be together, and that it was a real big point of contention because Jamie is good friends with that other fool, uh, Tom. <laughs> so I thought it was gonna, like you know that. So they said that like, they were gonna come to blows, and then nothing ever came of it. Yeah. But uh, you know, I guess they did a good job of keeping it a secret until. Ex Real Housewife and Rhode Islander Claudia Jordan <laughs> opened her mouth on the allegedly podcast, and she said, what, "What did she say? She said he is very happy with her. I like that he seems very happy." Uh, <laughs> but today, yeah, or but either, t- I don't know, it was today or yesterday, she retracted her statements and said that she misspoke. So I, yeah. someone's publicist just went nuts. Yes, and she's. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, she she's, said... She's in trouble. She said, I don't have the knowledge of this being fact. I don't. I misspoke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's sure. What you, that's what you do and you have to put your foot in your mouth. Yeah. And, then, and then she said, uh, or before that, she said, I have no knowledge of Jamie with Katie at all. <laughs> I've never seen them together. He's never told me he's dating oh, her. Oh, man. So someone yelled at her for a yeah. long time. Yeah. Yeah, or, I mean... It looks like she's, like, just a big liar if you do take that into account. I know, true. If you do say, oh, well, okay, if you're going to buy into all that, then you think she's a big liar. There's a picture of her. But now I know who she is. So, mission accomplished Mm -hmm. for her. That's true. So, yeah, well, Katie Holmes escaped with Suri. Suri's now 10. And uh, according to page it's six, crazy. That's insane. I, I remember, remember where, yeah, I remember that when she was fair? born. Yeah, I that, know. Like, that I remember when she was born. Fair, yeah, that Vanity Fair cover. Yeah, really. Just, yeah. Mm, well, he supposedly hasn't seen his daughter in three years, allegedly. Yeah. And they're blaming that on Scientology because they're non believers. They're considered to be suppressive people. So because of that, he doesn't see his daughter. So, question. I've heard I don't both think he sides. sees any of his kids. 
Well, he has two that he adopted. Right. With the other with Nicole. Where other are they? Than that, they, well, they're in Scientology. They're yeah, no they're both Scientologists. And needy. she she needy. got married, Isabella. She got married in England to, I don't know if he was a musician or something, but they got she got married and it was like all over the London oh, news. Okay. And her brother was there. Oh. Or I don't know, maybe he wasn't. I don't He's know. A DJ? He's a DJ yeah. too. And I, I've seen him like, Advertised around like LA. just in LA. LA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen that as well. But I, because I'm getting the feeling that he doesn't see really any of his kids. It's not just yeah. Surrey, but I could be completely. I, I think wrong. he does see, he definitely, I've, he does see uh, Connor and Isabella. I, I, I mean, obviously, Surrey, I wouldn't be surprised. I know yeah. Isabella and Connor don't care about Nicole like they just don't yeah. see her they, 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 they like after mother, yeah they, they they and Nicole's been like she's public she never talks about it but she said that um she that it wasn't her choice it was like Scientology mm-hmm. and like overall at, over the years the kids like, kind of just tr- kept I her at a like distance I feel like Scientology thing kind of I, I would run in the other direction oh, as yeah. fast as possible. Yeah. What? So it makes total sense yeah. to me that Katie would not want her daughter anywhere near him. Yeah. One thing I always ask when we talk about Scientology and Grant's rants is do we do either of you know any Scientologists? No. 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 Nope. It's just so interesting because they act like they reign supreme and that there's this large group and they have, do have such a presence, I guess, building real estate-wise in I the city, but be, we don't know any. I have to be completely honest. I did not know what it was before I was in L.A. Uh-huh. I have to be completely honest about it. I knew that Tom Cruise was a Scientologist and people would, yeah. and John Travolta, and people would talk about it. But before I moved here and actually saw the buildings and like really looked into what this was I had I had no idea mm-hmm. I would just kind of like nod my head and be like yeah he's a weirdo yeah I yeah I think after I saw that documentary about yes, Scientology that career. really that yeah. really put things into perspective that yeah. was so interesting to me for so many reasons but because it featured people who got out mm-hmm. who were willing to speak right. that is what really spoke to me and apparently Leah Remini has her show on TLC kind of about her life after it. Oh, she'll be the first it. one to talk about it. She anytime they say the word Scientology, she's right there to give a statement. I know. She's kind of like the poster child for yeah. the people who got out. Uh, Going back to Katie, I feel like just the difference in her interviews. Yeah. When she was under that spell versus now where she's like talking about her clothing line and her business and Kind of speaking like a normal person yeah. versus the like we're so in love and like everything's yeah. about that and <laughs> everything is amazing and I'm just like okay the maneuver that her and her father made to get out of that marriage with Tom was it has to go down as like <laughs> I heard one of the best yeah. escapes ever the great escape the basically. greatest escape. <laughs> <laughs> I I read that she had to buy a like a a phone like a. Like a Metro PCS phone, like a burner. I don't even. Yeah, a burner phone. <laughs> she had a burner because, phone. Because and she had to like get her own lawyer to oh. get everything, and she she like strategically did it in New York because if she did it in California, right. like she was very smart about it. 
Well, but was she? Because she got into it in the first place. So. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. She yeah, I, I don't know. That, I mean, yeah. she was young, too. So if you have someone like Tom Cruise knocking on your door. I just think mm-hmm. it's so weird that we know her as the Scientology wife instead of Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, no, that's, like, so out of my memory. Totally. And it's Completely. just like, oh, my God, Katie Holmes. Absolutely. Yeah. Her. I just remember Life. when they started dating, I'm like, this is so random. This so this weird. actress from so Dawson's Creek. I, I don't know. There was a list of potential people yeah. that they reached out to to be Tom's wife. Yes. And she was like number three or something. Oh. oh. I, th- I want to say J-Lo was one of them on the list. J-Lo was rumored to be courted by Scientology quite a bit because she was always friends with Leah. So oh, she said that they came it. to her like a couple times and they were like, we really want you to be part of this. Like, can you start talking about your the, the classes that we want you to take? And she's like, um, <laughs> no. She's just like, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. They don't so, have this back allegedly. in New York. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't on the six, so I'm not. <laughs> Let's talk about someone completely different. Let's talk about Taylor Swift and who she's with oh my currently. I'm so, I love I mean, I love all the guys. I know, yes, all the way. I love everyone that she dates. I don't care who she dates. Her strategy is impeccable. Yeah. Um, I love Tom Hiddleston, and he, like, that pairing, it just makes me really happy. Although, I love Taylor and Calvin. They were really cute. Yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, she's young. Like, she's going to date. That's just just how it is. She has at least... What four more albums in her before she kind of like checks out? out. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna need mm. at least three more guys. Okay. Um, this is all me speculating, but um, I feel like when she hits thirty, she's gonna be like, "All right, let's pick one." Yeah. But this is just fantastic. Yeah. I staging it at the Met Ball oh, and the dance, then the dancing, the dancing, and the so, like. You think that's all p- oh, PR? Every single part of her relationships when she turned 17 have been orchestrated for her benefit. And I love it. I, I mean, yeah. I love it too. Because I also get to see like every, every, every guy that she's dated, she's like, she has a new hairdo and she starts like wearing different <laughs> outfits. So like yesterday she was at this concert and she had this like red crop top and like this long dress and like her bleached blonde hair yeah. up in a like it's such a different look and I love it I mean she's like growing her style is evolving and see normally know. someone like her would annoy me but I can get behind it I I, I don't mind her because you know at like a year and a half from now we're gonna be like which one is the Calvin breakup song like I love that at the Met Ball she has like you know, dark lipstick. Like, when that that's just part that's new to her brand. Yeah. And, like, that bleached blonde hair. The thing that I it. do worry, or I, she's not worried about it, and she's made plenty of money, but she made her money and kind of got famous for having the songs that she's just an ordinary girl in high school. Yeah. And yeah. She's the nerd, whatever, and she's so far removed from that. That I feel like her younger fan base just cannot relate anymore. Like they're um, not. I think I think it's going just going to the Met Ball. 
Right. I, yeah. I mean, I agree with that. But that happened with Britney, too. I mean, and Rihanna. Rihanna was singing about umbrellas, and now she's, <laughs> you know, she's yeah, now she's singing about, well, like, work it and, like, same yeah. with Nikki. I'm sorry, but, like, Ugh, you know. Cheap, I don't ever thing. think, well, I was not in the demo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't relate to her. I know, but, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, I don't know. I yeah. just, like. Oof, there's nobody geez. cheaper and more of a knockoff than Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I think the new guy she's dating, Tom, I just, I, I'm just I didn't expect that. Point, I'm yeah, I'm so jealous because I love him. Like, he's I don't incredible. know him. I do yeah. not know him. Uh, so he's, well, he's, he's kind he's of in a scripted program. Yeah. So you okay. wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't know him. <laughs> and he came from like a very well established family and he went to really great schools in London. He's also and an he's, amazing actor. He's talented. <laughs> and like, how did they, how did they meet? Like, how did they, Her like... Her publicist on his Called him up. See, I think Calvin Harris is a lot better looking than him. Uh, yeah. He's got a very European, like, London like look to him. So if you like that... I feel an iPod and stands behind a thing and is like, all right, I'm a DJ. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just, just very different. Like, two very different... Oh, very, yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. like... You know, Calvin's a DJ, and he does, like, Vegas and EDC, and he's always behind a podium and, like, on a stage at Coachella, and, like, that's his thing. And he's, you know, going to BAFTA and, like, going to BAFTA breakfasts and, and, like, lunches in Beverly Hills. Like, that's his scene. It's a different... A little more cultured for Taylor, I guess. He he goes to Wimbledon now. Like, he goes to Wimbledon. He's much older. He Well, he's 35, and Calvin was 32. But for her, I think that's yeah. usually... Well, I don't know. John Mayer was... Yeah. Was that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was... And Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, wow. oh, my gosh. Well, he was, like, 15 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone... My math is probably... Yeah, but then she, you know, she dates Connor, who's, like, oh, 17. Oh, my gosh. And, he was 18? Yeah. Well, I better hurry up and get this podcast up before she's moving on. This is old news. <laughs> You're listening to Grant's Rants. Please rate, subscribe, and share on iTunes and social media. Spread the word. There are a lot more rants to come. Follow us on Twitter at Grants underscore underscore rants. And now for the one-on-one. And we're back talking with Jen and Kelly, and we're going to talk a little bit about what they do out here in L.A., and we're having a joint interview because both of these ladies are sorority sisters, (laughs) and they both went to the show, and that's why I know Jen through Kelly, so I figured why don't we just do a show together, so... We've never done a part two one-on-one with two other people, so let's see how this one goes. Let's talk briefly about what you guys do out here and what brought you out to L.A. What are you, what are you working on? So I'm working in advertising, and I moved out here because I went to school, and I wanted to work in entertainment, and I, you know, when I moved out here, I was like, I want to work in publicity, I want to do PR, that's what I wanted to do back then. And then, you know, just kind of taking different jobs, and I took a lot of, like, random internships. I worked in music, I worked in publicity, for, like, music publicity. I did, I worked at a production company, and then, I don't know, the advertising job just kind of fell in my lap, and I really liked it, and I've kind of just been doing it ever since. I've been doing the agency world, and it's very different from the talent agency world with entertainment. Yeah. Still, you know, still pretty, like, it's pretty intense, but, um, you know, you're still kind of connected in the in the entertainment world, because, you know 
our client, we're doing a lot of branded content and I get to, you know, do a lot of fun stuff. Like we get to go to Honda on stage and like work with different artists and it's really cool, but it's from a different angle from what Kelly, you know, and what you would do. Um, It's just very fun and I really like it. And um, I wanted to stay in LA and like, I love living here. It's, you know, it's really tough to live here. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And um, getting used to the transition from going from school to city and like actually being here, it was very hard, but it was, you know, there's a lot to learn from that. And I think one of the things that I gathered from everything was just like persistence and like, actually staying on it and and like keep working at it and and just having fun and finding ways to still not get clouded or jaded by this whole experience because you know there's you can just go down the rabbit hole really easily so easy yeah yeah so I guess it's just like finding that that passion that thing that keeps you going and fortunately I've you know I'm pretty happy and I'm yeah yeah. What, what are some things that you work on, like, directly that we would maybe know of? Um, so we, so the Fifth Harmony, I didn't directly work on that, but we had um, stuff, like, we, we had a concert for Fifth Harmony that uh, lives in Vivo, and that was one of the things that, that we work on as well. And, you know, Super Bowl and um, March Madness, we do a lot of sponsorships, premium content, and a lot of exclusive content that that lives on different channels um so it's pretty it's pretty fun and very diverse um sounds it yeah it's yeah it's very 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 extensive we have different partnerships like different channels like sundance and um sundance well the film festival and and the tv the, the, the the network um, so there's a lot and it's it's really fun and um, there's just so many different things that you can touch on and um, I'm always learning and it's just really fun. I like it. It's very different from like what I thought I was going to do, which was publicity. I, wanted, I really wanted to do PR and, and do talent management, but I found, you know, my niche and like it was kind of yeah. fun. Yeah, I think everyone finds their way into something that perhaps they didn't really imagine. I mean, definitely me with like all this hosting, like I, you know, started this just as a side little project. And now it's something that I put tons and tons of hours into that I had no intention of getting into by moving to L.A. at all. I mean, it wasn't even really on my radar. Like I did college radio and I would host events in like my town and school and stuff like that. But yeah, never really anything, but it's it just suits me the same way yeah. this position suits you. Yeah, it just, it kind of, really, like, it really, like, fell on my lap. I just had no idea. I just kind of, it's now something that I'm really happy about, but had you asked me in school that I was going to be doing what I'm doing now, I would have been like, no, yeah. like, that's completely mm-hmm. different. I want to, you know, work in entertainment, and right. I want to do, like, that stuff. Like, it was very specific, and... Yeah. And then, I don't know, it's interesting. I think one of the biggest challenge or one of the big takeaways I would have is keep an open mind. Like, have right. an open mind because if you don't, then you won't know what you're missing. Yeah. See, I didn't have that when I went to school. I did not have an open mind about things. So it was like, <laughs> I'm not going to deviate from what I want to do. Like, I, don't, I remember my dad was like, no, you know, maybe you should like look at some marketing opportunities. I'm like, no, I already know what I'm doing. Like, I'm definitely doing development with that reality show. Like, no, like, so you know, and so like, and then I actually. It's true. No, it's yeah. so true because, yeah. but then. But then I was wrong. I was totally wrong. Then there's also, but then there's also that you have to follow your passion. Like there are people that have that passion 
option True. that they need to just you know they need that's what they need to do it's like musicians or actors some some people they yeah. just know that's what they want to do but in the meantime while you're trying to achieve that dream you have to find other ways yeah. to exactly. keep it going yeah. <laughs> to keep that the dream alive not pay itself yes that's certainly the reality <laughs> of trying to live here and do live the dream Absolutely. if you will yeah all right kelly let's yeah. talk to you definitely um same as Jen, we went to school together. I moved out here to go to school, and uh, we were sorority sisters. Yeah. That's a story for another podcast. Um, <laughs> I actually did not stay out here after graduating. I moved back to New York, where I am originally from, and worked in marketing and advertising, which was totally not what I wanted to do. I was very much like you in school, and I knew I wanted to be in TV. I studied journalism and cinema so I came to school thinking that I was going to be Oprah and did a huge pivot and realized that I hate seeing myself on camera and I will probably hate hearing the sound of my voice from this podcast but I certainly did in my broadcast packages and loved interviewing people but I never wanted to be on camera um so but telling stories is the most important thing to me. And mm-hmm. doing that in television, I've always been a huge TV watcher. I love talking about TV. I love to see what people are watching and what's interesting. And when I realized that that was a job that you could do, um, that's kind of always where my heart was. Mm-hmm. But the realities of being in Los Angeles when you want something, it's not on your schedule. So there was nothing for me at the time that I was looking for it in the kind of TV side of things in LA. So went back to New York, learned a ton. I learned how a business works, how to get people paid kind of on Jen's side of things, working with clients and getting their revenue and their ads seen by people. And how do we get eyeballs on stuff? Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) So that was a great learning experience for me. But when you're in it and you're um, refreshing deadline and trying to just kind of somehow still be connected to the entertainment world, um, I didn't appreciate it. But now I'm just like, I could not imagine doing anything differently. Um, Then I got a call while doing that to be in the NBC page program in Los Angeles. And that's what brought me back. And currently, I'm still at NBC working in scheduling, uh, primetime scheduling for the network, so figuring out what's on when, which is very cool um, and something that I always wanted to do. So being mm-hmm. having that opportunity open when there's four broadcast networks and probably 15 people that schedule, um, it's pretty cool to kind of get a seat at that table on such a small world and there are challenges that come with that I it's hard people will tell me that they love AMC and they love Breaking Bad when I tell them I work in television and (laughs) I don't correct them at this point when I'm just like oh not broadcast not the average viewer doesn't really know (laughs) what's on where and when so it's um it's yeah. interesting. Well, I would say that the viewer in the demo that we're looking for in the way that we make money is not really identifying a program with the network at That's this true. point. Not so it's it's an interesting shift. It will be interesting to see mm-hmm. how it goes because I will 
be around for the business shift. I don't know that the people that I work with will be because they've been yeah. in it for a while. So yeah, well, we, we will see what happens right. and I hope to be a part of it. But, you know, for now, I'm just going to keep watching good TV. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, Kelly and I met, well, we were both pages, and I'll never forget that we met sitting in the empty audience at The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and uh, we were getting ready to, for all the, the tourists to come in and take their seats, mm-hmm. which they, I was in charge of seating that audience, like, and they never switched off. I had to do that for like six months, and it was exhausting. But now that I look back at it, like, I feel like telling myself just to, like, grow up. But I, I remember know. complaining, because I, I was like... Every day was like this long process of seating like 340 people or something like yeah. that. And it's hot because you guys it were was, wearing oh man, in yeah. the wool, wool uniforms. Yeah. It, it was just really interesting because you did see such a cross section of people. Oh, the people watching was real. They were all there for a different reason. Like everyone was self-important because they all thought well, we're getting in. We're we getting have tickets. in. We're here. Like no nobody seat else. was good enough. Yeah, like, they all deserve <laughs> the else front. Matters except for us because we're on vacation. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yes. All right. But I remember talking with Kelly, and she was talking about her previous positions, and I could relate to her when it came to having to hanging there and yes. having to yes. really make whatever you're given work. And I just really related to you because, you know, yeah. at that time you had just moved across the country. I was given 10 days to move across yeah. the country. I don't know what your phone call experience was. I, I was already in L.A. I had a very yeah. interesting, I probably told this story to everybody that asked me about my page experience. I was walking, about to walk down into the subway. It was pouring rain literally a scene out of a movie and I was like so at my breaking point and wanted out of where I was and just really defeated I was probably crying too just walk, about to walk into the subway and I see an 818 area code calling my phone and I'm just like who is this that's that's yeah. Burbank I I haven't seen that in a while like who could this be so I'm like you know what I'll just I'll pick it up I'll see what it is and it was a call for the page program. And I'm like, thank God I didn't get it, go down to the subway any earlier. If I, yeah. Just the stars aligned in this weird way that I feel like this could apply really to any situation. It's like when you have really hit your bottom, mm-hmm. something turns around. Yep. It's just you need to really get to the point where you can't take it anymore. Before something yeah. happens, I got my. At least that's my experience. Yeah, I got my call from the page from the page program to join and to begin when I was driving to Afterbus TV for the first time for an informational <laughs> meeting, and I was out of work and at my lowest point at that point too because I was just yeah. out of school and I was like just like working on reality shows, like day playing like a couple days here mm-hmm. and there. And then I was like, you know, it's funny, I got picked up to do Afterbus the same day I got picked up to be at NBC, where I have now started a new job over there now. It's very odd, yeah. but it's I all remember very time, real. Yeah, I remember a long time ago, because yeah. we, we both kind of went through the, the post-grad and the, the job search and everything kind of together, and we would we were always talking to each other and yeah. keeping each other up, and yeah. I remember saying a long time ago, when it rains, it pours, and I have always had that. So I've always said that. It, you'll get a hundred things or nothing, and I'm sure it's different for everyone, but 
I we've both I would say experienced yeah. no, that. No, a hundred percent. I I think the biggest thing is like back then it was twenty eleven. Like the, the the economy was really bad in terms yeah. of jobs. Like the there was a scarcity of opportunities. Like there 100%. weren't like in order to like I get mean, a, yeah. get a, get an entry level job back then was so so hard. So so hard. I mean, NBC was not even the same company that it is today I, in so many respects. Yeah, I was interning pre Comcast. Yeah. So it was. Oh, when did they? Oh, when did they? It get, went through 11, in 2012. 12, right. 12, 12. Um, which, yeah, it's just kind of such. That's exactly when I started. I mean, the world mm-hmm. that we were job searching in, it wasn't that long ago, but just like there was Feels, no. Yeah. I didn't have a smartphone. I didn't have yeah. like. And I, I don't feel old enough to be able to say like back in my day, but I kind of do feel that way. It's just the way you would approach something now is so different it is especially with the job search like linkedin isn't what it was back then like nowadays everyone has a profile or everyone uses linkedin Mm. for connecting but a million job sites now you don't know which one to sign up yeah which one's really worth it Yeah. yeah and i think like today linkedin has become so centralized in the job search at least it was you know for me and a lot of friends i tell them to I mean, for entertainment, it might be different, but um, yeah. that's where a lot of people connect. I also think the others. biggest problem, too, with just kind of people moving to L.A. is not knowing what they want. It's You are not going to hit a moving target, so you mm-hmm. need to have some boundaries. So, I, so many people will, I'll get calls, hey, like, I just found you or whatever and I found your information and I just moved to LA and I want to do this and I'm just like you have given me such a broad yeah yeah I have a friend that 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 wants to work in music and I'm like what does that mean that's like I want to work in America yeah I I don't know know. yeah I mean what to do because you just kind of have to pick something. But what else? <laughs> very. T- I mean, you need to look at the size of these companies. They're all under these big conglomerate umbrellas. Like, yeah. there's just too many, too yeah. many places to go. It's I not just, like you have to do your homework. If you don't understand the world that you want to work in, you are not going to work in it. Yeah, it's and that's true. that's any industry. It's not just very entertainment. true. Good advice. Good advice. Uh, I want to hear. I want to hear a little bit of a story that you guys had out there working in the business or something that came across your way. Anyone got any good stories? I know Kelly's got one. Um, this was more of an L.A. living situation that I just... You would not have this experience any other way. Um, I was at the doctor's office and just go up to the sign-in sheet like everyone else. And I see Zoe Deschanel as the name above mine. And I'm like, okay, someone is just joking around, whatever. Can't possibly be her. And if it is her, she would never use her real name on, like, a random sign-in sheet. Turns out it was her. Um, She was there at the office with her boyfriend, and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching them, and I'm like, why is she here with her boyfriend? Like, she must be pregnant. Like, so I immediately reach out to my friends that work in entertainment news and I'm like, she's pregnant. Like, this is it. Like, I broke the story. They reach out to her reps and the reps deny, deny, deny. The next day, the story comes out. 
that she's wow. pregnant. And I'm just there like, you go. you're welcome. <laughs> I broke that story. <laughs> On the scene, oh I, I like to think that that was something that I contributed to entertainment news. And sorry, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Zoe. And any HIPAA laws? <laughs> yeah, any. Yeah, probably broke nah. tons of laws, but she had the baby, so it's okay. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, I think a story. Uh, this was back like six years ago. Um, uh, my friends and I were driving on the 10 and we were coming back from the beach and we see this couple in a Ferrari and we're driving behind them and then I look around and I'm like, I feel like I recognize these, like, these people and it was Ashton Kutcher and Demi Lovato. I'm not Lovato, I'm Demi Moore. And I was like, we, we were like freaking out because like it was such a Hollywood moment like you're yes. these two big stars in a Ferrari like he's driving a Ferrari and they're both like you know top down like wind in their hair total Hollywood moment and we're just like oh my gosh it's them so I tell my friend to pull up next to them like right up next to them and she honks and we I like get out of the car and like I wave at them and he they look over and they wave back and we were like freaking out because it was so cool. Like you yeah. never this is back when they were really big, so it was years ago. Yeah. And they were like waving at us and they smiled and it was cool. It was such a yeah. random like Yeah. I always wonder who I pass on the road. You know, we I'm always so bump in the, into people. Uh, I, yeah. I at least I always really? do. Yeah. I am always like I see you know, like, a lot. When I'm not getting in car accidents, like, oh <laughs> I'm like... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah we, like, always see, look. like... Especially when we're together, we, we somehow really? always... We, I've seen people from, like, Teen Wolf. Um, yeah, we have a lot of luck. Mads, like, Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, yeah, we ran into... I, of course, was a nerd and NBC nerd, and I'm yeah. like, Hannibal! And <laughs> I'm screaming that out, and yeah, actually knows his name. Yeah, it was great. Um, it's just, like, And we get to see really cool people, and it's... Yeah. I, I mean, one say, of the... Part of the job, too, I think I'm really lucky to work on a studio lot where there's always people, activity, yeah. and people coming for meetings yeah. and shooting and stuff. So that... Right. I oh, it's think like an everyday Just thing. in yeah. L.A., I mean, it's still... It's not lost on me that I work at a theme... Like, on a theme park. And mm-hmm. I can see Jurassic Park from awesome. my office window. And people pay to take a tour of the place that I work. And yeah. that is never lost on me. True. Because I could be in a windowless cubicle 3,000 miles away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to assume it's raining because let's make it more yeah. dramatic. Right. Uh, so that's, I mean, that will never be lost on me. It's yeah. a good thing. Speaking of seeing people in cars, the only person I actually saw in a car was President Obama, and it was definitely him because it was the full motorcade, and they drove by my uh, one of my apartments in the past, and it was like I was looking and looking and looking, and they had a couple like decoys like in there, and it was definitely him because that car looked like no other SUV I've ever seen, and he was waving, he was looking up, and I I, I know what he looks like. And, you know, the glass had just enough of a reflection where you could see, like, I could see his white collar, and it was him. And so that was really cool, because it was, like, literally right outside my place. What kind of car was he in? One of those big Cadillacs, like, you know, like... I mean, they're worth, like... Probably like four hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> like yeah. you know, every if you know, can't yeah. put anything under it. Like I mean, it's like yeah, yeah. So that was really cool and, and kind of unexpected, and that was 
like when Ashton and Demi were at their peak, that was when Obama was like at his peak. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good view. Well, I love a good celebrity story, and I really like the stories you had and the advice about trying to make it and and keeping it moving out here. So thank you so much for coming in. I'm glad that we finally got you guys on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. us. Of course. You guys, please keep an eye out for when our show moves to Bid Chat. And our show will continue as a podcast, of course. But there's going to be new elements, new ways to interact and join the rant. So please keep an eye open for that. We're looking at July for that premiere. So Keep it locked here and on our Facebook, Grants Rants Hollywood Talk. And, of course, you can always tweet me over on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate every single one of y'all. This has been Grants Rants. Follow us on Twitter at Grants underscore underscore Rants. Cover art created by Howie Rone. Voiceover by Sir Richard Wentworth. Original theme music composed by Alexander Arnson. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.